The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Welcome back, everyone, to Neo Reality Collective. I'm your host, Eric Brown, and we're bringing you all the news coverage of this first week of this, the third week of July. The first half, at least. <laughs> so, anyways, let's get right into things. Warframe has announced that there will be crossplay, cross save, and a new mobile version announced alongside the new war reveal. Not only did Warframe fans get their first look at the next-gen New War expansion, developer Digital Extremes also revealed that crossplay, cross-save, and a mobile version are all coming in the future. Revealed at TennoCon 2021, the new Warframe got a 30-minute livestream gameplay that shocked audiences by showing Corpius Engineer, Versio, and other fan-favorite characters, all playable in a quest for the first time ever. This new story expansion is set to be released on all platforms, this year, and it will be providing long way questions that began during the second Dream Cinematic Quest. While no date was given, it was announced that cross save and everything else across all platform updates is in the works for all the cross stuff and simultaneous updates. Community is incredibly important to us, and opening of cross play and cross save is just one of the many more efforts we'll take to bring more players together, including extending Warframe's fast food action combat experience to other global platforms. Sheldon Carter, COO of DE. We are at the very beginning of the next generation of Warframe. We are eight years young and have the benefit of beginning our second console generation with a new game and I embark a new chapter of a more story-based content our players have been asking for. So I only played... I, I keep thinking I have played Warframe. I, I keep thinking I have, or I probably haven't. I, I'm not sure, honestly. Uh... It's hard to really remember these days on that. I think I played it for like a brief time. Wait, wasn't Warframe a, Cry, a, a Crytek game at one point? Or am I thinking of another game they were doing that had a similar name? I could be wrong, but uh, that was my own. I think that's my only experience with the thing. But <laughs> kudos to them. But they had to pay Sony a huge fine, so there's that. Along with uh, Sony stuff, apparently thousands of PS4s being used as a FIFA Ultimate Team Bot farm were seized by the Ukrainian police. Report, as reported by Eurogamer, the security service of the Ukraine it announced last week that they had a stuck down a cryptocurrency mining that farm that combined 3,800 PS4s. However, this mining's main function was not trying to get cryptocurrency, but instead was building valuable FIFA Team Ultimate accounts. An investigation by Ukraine business new paper Della revealed the truth of this operation, that these PS4s were being controlled by PC-running bots to constantly form an ultimate team for profit. The bastards. So, <laughs> we're really at this point, everyone. We're, we're at a point where we're getting gamble, we're getting basically gambling rings, illegal gambling rings, for FIFA. 
Thanks a lot, EA. So, these consoles were seized, and yeah. The addiction of loot boxes continues to destroy our society. Can the UK finally come to a decision yet? Wait, not the UK. Um, Well, the UK did have an involvement in that big thing where they reveal it was the prize mechanics. I mean, like the whole European continent. Uh -huh. Also, Full Circle announced that on Twitter, shared the news reiterating that while the studio was formed in January and they got a bunch of super talented people to join the family, the currently untitled skate game is not quite ready for prime time yet. Saying, holy f***, it's been a year? Yeah, what have we been up to? Well, we formed a studio back in January, got a bunch of super talented people to join the family, we've been working hard on the new game, and now we know many of you were hoping to see more from us this week, but we're not ready for prime time just yet, and we won't be part of the APY Live show on Thursday. It's still early and we are committed to doing this thing right, which means it's going to take some time. Our number one goal is to not blow it for you, for us, us, for Skate. However, we are stoked to share a little something with you all tomorrow. Oh, cuss you. Okay. <laughs> okay. So the thing I will point out is that remember what happened to the last company that went ahead and published a piece of new a, a primetime gaming news? And it took a couple years still, and they weren't quite ready with it. Ain't that right, Kingdom Hearts 3? Yeah, remember when they all announced that? And then they came out and said, we announced it too early. We should not have announced it too early. We should have waited another year or two. Yeah. <laughs> we can't have something like that again. <laughs> so... No Star Wars, no Mass Effect, or Dragon Age. So, why should I care about EA Play Live? I mean, like, they'll probably announce Dead Space, but who cares at this point? Like, I know people are excited for the idea of a remake, but at the same time, EA's the one that killed it. It's like... They'll probably screw it up somehow. Microtransaction the hell out of it. Space Jam, a new legacy. And this shocked me. It beat Black Widow in domestic box office. Oh, the Hollywood Reporter confirmed this. It earned more on in theaters than it did than it and beat Black Widow on its opening box office week. And that ties into another report that the theater chain's owners are furious with Disney after Black Widow's box office slump, saying it's stunning collapse in the second weekend of theatrical revenues. And yeah, the problem is is that Black Widow fell the box office because of Disney Plus. Streaming is the future, everybody. So, however, that's affecting the Hollywood giants. So. And the and Hollywood report the Hollywood report said that NATO, not that NATO, the National Association of Theater Owners, not NATO, the U.S. European Alliance, <laughs> said that meant that Facebook that ultimately NATO said the decision undermined the Black Widow box office performance, despite assertions that this pandemic era era improv, improvised release strategy was a success for Disney and the simultaneous release model. 
Oh, it demonstrates that an exclusive theories means more revenue for all stakeholders and and the cycle of the movie's life. Whereas we can go ahead and just stay home and watch it. And Disney has admitted that, yeah, um, we make Marvel admitted that, yeah, we make movies, make Marvel movies specifically for box office reaction. So, and you gotta also choose that this is a movie that was delayed for a year. So I get the feeling this is, might be at best a one-time event. Could be wrong though, and they go for it long term. Remember, Disney management says otherwise. Uh, man. The fact that that Space Jam: New Legacy is beating it is saying something. Uh, man, that's, that's gotta hurt a little bit. So we got the Nintendo Switch OLED OLED model coming out. Well, Nintendo also says, uh, we want to clarify that we just announced the Nintendo Switch OLED model will launch in October 2021 and have no plans for launching any other model at this time. Again, there was an overhype with it because everyone was expecting much more of the Nintendo Switch's upgraded version. And then it fell apart and now it's, uh... Yeah, there were rumors going out, but then Nintendo had to come in and squash it. It's, which they probably should have done beforehand. So, yeah, it, it, it's kind of one of those things you have to you have to prepare for after what happens. So I think Nintendo realized that the overhyped generator of the media and everything kind of wrecked it, and fans inadvertently wrecked it. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Indiana Jones 5 seems to be set, or at least a portion, appears to be taking place in 1969. Sky News reported that a cast member has suffered a fall whilst filming the new Indiana Jones movie in Glasgow, Scotland. According to the report, the actor appeared to be involved in a chase scene with Harrison Ford's globe-trotting archaeologist, which, when he barged through the brass band, and of sailors performing at the Apollo 11 ticker tape parade. Said photo reveals the street of Glasgow has been transformed into many villas in New York, Manhattan, which was where the returning Apollo 11 astronauts received a tumultuous welcome when they participated in a motorcade down in Broadway Park in Park Avenue in 1969, indicating that the movie, or at least part of it, takes place during this time period. It's understand that the actor who had taken a tumble was not seriously hurt. He was reportedly joined on set by body doubles before Ford Ford and another actor who were both involved in a chase scene at this historical event. Ford's double could be seen as riding a horse and per the report burst through a barrier banner that had the word giant leap for mankind. So so if this movie is said in 1969 as according to this that means that the events of Indiana Jones will take place 12 years after the events of the series War of Installment, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull which was set in 1957. The movie has been to conclude Indiana Jones' journey, though virtually nothing else has been revealed about the plot or setting up to now. We, and yeah, so, yeah, it's kind of that, that thing where it's like, oh dear, we, we gotta, we, we, we're, we're still in this so they're trying to end they're going to end this era i'm pretty it's going to be weird not hearing about indiana jones but consider in fact i, I will be surprised if disney doesn't it, if it makes a lot of money i'm pretty sure disney will try to 
go ahead and capitalize and make a shared universe out of it. We'll get Shia LaBeouf, the son, to play the new Indiana Jones and whatnot, and then we'll go cool ahead and have friends, and everyone's gonna love us, and they're not gonna hate us for what have we did to the Star Wars sequel trilogy. Good ideas and awful execution. Wait. Meanwhile, <laughs> okay, TV content is on the range these days. HBO's Last of Us series is set for 10 episodes. Please note, it's 10 episodes, the season one. And it's apparently, according to, to reports, for the president of the president of IATSE 212, Artist Union wouldn't confirm the precise budget. Though he estimated each episode would be costing more than eight figures. At the minimum, it would mean costing $10 million per episode, but in the case that is actually significantly more than that. So, $20 million? So, 10 episodes, $10 million. Each. $100 million at the very least, but if they say it goes beyond it, then that means it's much more in past the eight-figure part. So... Yeah. It's uh, pretty crazy, isn't it? Pretty crazy. I am stunned as all of you. I mean... Come on. Come on. You, you mean to tell me that Hollywood is... That the, the TV industry is going ahead and doing all this? And this amount of money they're investing in TV content because now more days everything's going more towards TV technology's catching up and everything ever since especially with the Mandalorian proving that you don't need to be a big multi-million dollar movie to sell a TV series and it's because TVs now have the quality of content makes their limitations their strengths and ultimately prove to once and for all that we can hang with the Hollywood execs TV content is the norm now Meanwhile, Square Enix apparently accidentally sold Neo The World Ends with, with you 10 days early. According to Wario64, seems like saying on Twitter, seems like Square Enix accidentally gave out digital codes for the game for Switch and it's downloadable playable now. According to reports, supposedly it still suggests you you gives you supposedly still gives you a code now. Oh, game is $80 after shipping. And they jumped on the opportunity. Not long after, he followed up, up to um, follow up his Twitter with another to say that Square Enix may have codes or isn't distributing codes anymore. So apparently, Nintendo Life reports that pre-ordering a physical version of the game came up with Square Enix Store was meant to give buyers a code for pre-order goodies. Instead, the code gave buyers the entire game. But that's no longer the case. Well, that sucks. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I kind of feel sorry, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so messed up. Like, to have a game released so early and, and just have that happen is, is bad. I mean, it's just so crazy, isn't it? So, 
There was some casting talent looking for the new character for Barbara Gordon in the DCEU, which will be an HBO Max film, not a full-fledged in-theaters movie. But it's been reported that Leslie Grace has been casted as Barbara Gordon in the Batgirl movie. And some people took the, took the norms to that because she's not looking like Barbara Gordon that we got from the comics. She's diverse. Okay, I, I get you want more comic accuracy on this. I, I totally get it. I really, really do. I kind of wanted to see Barbara Gordon look like the Barbara Gordon we all grew up on. But considering that the DC universe is a massive multiverse, more so than ever with Infinite Frontier, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, I'm not really mad in that regard. But I have heard they're recasting Jim Gordon Commissioner Gordon as with a new character because J.K. Simmons wasn't coming back. J.K. wasn't coming back, but he is set to. But apparently they're gonna find a replacement, and this new character casting for Barbara Gordon indicates that yeah, that is indeed the case. So yeah, it's gonna be weird a little bit, huh? For for fans, for some fans of Barbara Gordon to accept she's not looking like the Barbara Gordon we remember and everything. I'm just normally just used to the idea, well, it's a multiverse. We can just accept that. So, yeah, that's just my only only thing to say about that. Also, the new Blade movie for Marvel has reportedly found its director. I can't pronounce his name, but he is known for directing, best known for directing 2020's Mongo, whatever, is currently in talks with Marvel to help helm the vampire superhero movie starring I'm not pronouncing his name, let's just say he's that guy from Luke Cage, further proving that the t Netflix TV series wasted our time. Unfortunately. I, I really kind of wish the Defenders showed up in Infinity War just for a little couple seconds. Just like, you know, show off while when before Spider-Man shows up and try to fight this alien threat because this is in New York. And do some fun and like uh, just a nod of acknowledgement, and then they are out of the movie, and we wait for Endgame to happen. Oh man! But the movie did. But the movie that he, the director, was previously known for, or is the only major film project. Mongol, I can't pronounce the other name. It stars Riz Ahmed, who was in Rogue One. So naturally, that's a sign that it's going to be awesome. As a pa British Pakistani rap artist on the verge of his big break, but suddenly contracts a deadly autoimmune disease and is spurred to visit his family in London. But, uh, yeah, Marvel was reportedly looking for writer director options, so they wanted a director who was also the writer, but they ultimately split the roles, landing HBO Watchmen's writer Stacey O.C. Kultfer to pen Blade's script. Yes! So that's fun. So, remember when we were getting a rumored John Wick TV series? Um, we were going to get a John Wick TV series that would, uh, we would connect to this whole event with the John Wick universe. Uh, so that's no longer a TV full show. It's now a three-episode miniseries, 90 minutes each, 
and would cost 20 million dollar chapters each. The Book of Eli director Albert Hughes will direct two episodes of three. He's lined up to direct episodes one and two and we will produce all three. He, however, the original screenwriter of John Wick is coming of nobody is coming back back to be an executive producer while the director Chaz why well, I can't pronounce his name is also the executive producer. Uh and he's also and Keanu Reeves is in talks himself himself is said to be in talks, talks to executive produce. So it takes place 40 years before the events of John Wicks. The young the character is a young Winston. It's saying the story follows the young man starring as a hitman and who, along with others, created a haven for insanity types, all set against the backdrop of 1970s New York. Yes! No word yet on who the actors are, but it seems like they're going ahead and like no longer doing this whole big TV show they wanted to do or one massive season. They said, nope. Three episode mini series, 90 minutes. Here's a budget of 60 million dollars. 20 for each. Oh, God. Meanwhile, on Call of Duty Warzone, the war against against accounts continue as they have banned, now reached a total of 50,000 more accounts banned from the banned from the game. Yeah, targeting repeat offenders and much more. For cheating and other offenses. Oh man. So this is a massive band wave all around. Pretty damn crazy, right? Meanwhile, Bill Skarsgård, I'm pretty sure I butchered that, confirms he's in John Wick 4 and teases his character, say um, that he joined John Wick to be part of an opportunity to do something different, and yeah and saying it's something some a character you may not expect and let's see i'm trying to remember what roles he's also had in the industry um uh let's see bill scarscars uh, okay oh bill scarscars i could just want to know what he looks he looks familiar uh, he was in Deadpool 2. He was a movie I did watch. Oh, yeah, he's It. He's the clown from It. Now I remember. Yeah, he's the clown from It. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, saying is, he chooses a fun role and that represents something that I haven't really done before. Oh, God. He's not a supernatural clown. No! Okay. Meanwhile, so... Is so hilarious. So, also the long, the long believing belief that we'll get Clerks Three is set to start production in August, and Lionsgate has gained worldwide distribution. So, yeah, the release deadline has now as a synopsis saying, following a massive heart attack. Randall lists Dante, Elias, Jay, Salabon to make a movie immortalizing his life after convert convenience store that started it all. Smooth has indicated that this will be a story point direct drawing directly on the heart attack that nearly killed him three years ago. The film will begin on August 2nd, Smith's birthday. Randall screwed because Dante, Jay, and Silent Bob, along with Elias Baby, who wants to walk with Elias? 
I like it's not that Elias, but I just wanted to make that reference. Wow, it's it's kind of fun to see this this come back after the whole Jay and Silent Bob reboot movie they did. <laughs> I'm Jay, and he's Silent Bob. And then he talks in the sequel <laughs> at the end. Aliens fire team is gonna be a survival sewer where the xenomorphs are gonna be all over the place. I mean, it's a three-person player cooperative, and there's a very emphasis on the survival mode. And let's hope it's better than the, than the other alien game we heard about, and Angry Joe hated, and Jim Sterling hated, and decreed his hatred for. Uh, Randy Pitchford, or what Randy Pitchford pulled. Yikes. Meanwhile, WWE is searching for TikTok, searching through TikTok for ring announcers for SummerSlam because, of course, they are. Why? I don't get it. Yeah, apparently, uh, you put out that want to ring announce a match live at SummerSlam. Show us your best superstar intro and use the use the hashtag a WWE announcer contest for a chance to win. So there's like 11.7 million people on who follow them, and so the TikTok featuring John Cena's return has over 300,000 viewers. So. Yeah, they're getting ready for TikTok at Mania here. So this is this started. They're launching this this contest, and I am scared. Now it's like, oh god, are they going to be compensated? Are they going to get compens Are they going to get paid? Whoever wins this, or, or are they just free labor for Vince to save money on? I'm like, unless he's paying for the expenses. Meanwhile, Halo co-creator talks about the canceled game with Lord of the Rings director Peter Jackson. Oh, Halo Chronicles. Oh, man. Oh, man. They... They were working... So he got... So... Hidden Xperia, the co... Uh, a YouTuber who I, who I follow on the internet... Swear on an interview with the co-creator. Congrats, man! And and, and the co-creator of Halo, Marcus, started off clarifying that he did not personally get to visit Jackson at his home in New Zealand for the meeting. Instead, they took the trip and spoke with Jackson about a potential collaboration. For what Marcus said, it sounded like a partnership didn't get very far off the ground. He said Bungie and Jackson's team were trying to figure out what kind of collaboration they could cook up with the acclaimed actor. Because we were just so excited about the idea of working with Peter Jackson, we had a great deal of respect for him what he had done with Lord of the Rings. We felt that it would have been a natural fit. It could have been something we would have really been impressed by. But sadly, the kind of just petered out or what petered away, no pun intended. I wish we would have had something come from that. I really, I do. Which was a Halo Chronicles event. That 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 thing where he say it was not quite a game, not quite a film tagline. Instead of making a film, we will make a form of entertainment that you can watch and enjoy like you would a movie. I think we're on the threshold of ways to tell stories, but with interactive elements. With that in mind, we discussed a way to do it. With that in mind, we decided that our first title should be something that allows us to not diverse a whole new world, but allow us to tell the story. 
At the time, Jackson's production would start playing the Shooter Shade movie, and that fell apart. Director Neil Blumkamp and Jackson went on to make District 9 instead. They did try to do that with Quantum Break later on. That didn't work out well. So... This was when they were trying to start their own film and TV division with Xbox Entertainment, but that fell apart. Uh, but he also, the co-creator also admitted that during his interview uh, that he was pretty worried about the Halo Infinite until the re-reveal of this year, saying, I was pretty worried by what I saw at last E3, I think community in general was, but you can clearly see that 343 listened to all the feedback and what they turned around for this year was pretty impressive. So, so exciting to see what they took from all the feedback to heart, and I think they know in general what they really wanted to do in making it look, look and feel better. The multiplayer overview was just fantastic, really exciting to see. I cannot wait to play the game and get in there and just see how it feels. Just the visual feel of it too. Uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. I really am hyped for this. I'm really hoping it's pretty good. And I really do hope the best for that. One more thing before we go on break. WWE's Naomi has been moved to SmackDown from Raw as part of a trade, quietly, according to Mike Johnson of PW Insider. Okay, there's no reason no reasons been given why, but if I had to pessimistically guess, they're going to exploit what happened to Jimmy Uso with Naomi. Oh, don't worry. They're going to probably tie in with the Bloodline stuff, but they're going to probably bring up what Jimmy Uso just went through because WWE doesn't know when to stop with the addictions, addiction exploitation. You know, like they did with last year with Jeff Hardy where they go ahead and constantly make, make just constantly bring it up because, hey, Jeff, remember that addiction you let, relapsed on last year when you were after your accident and we took care of you? Yeah, we're going to pay you back because Matt went and went AEW on us. So we're going to explore everything about your personal life and what your relapse went through and, you know, just do that because we're kind of sick fucks. I'm like, at least we could have saved that. Hey, at least when you did it, when we did the first time with CM Punk and you, you were a few years clean. We're sick, aren't we? So, yeah. Way to go. Honestly, I hope that isn't the case, but I am at a point where I definitely think that's going to happen. But we'll have to see when that comes out. So, this was Neo Reality Collective. We'll be back on break in a moment. Here's for here's from our a word from our sponsors. Take care. We're back, everyone. And this this is Neo Reality Collective celebrating its sweet sixteen episode. And we're back. We're gonna talk about something that really annoyed everybody. So, Peacock aired the Money in the Bank show until it didn't. The Peacock stream started to glitch during the Money in the Bank show when it got to the big match of the Money in the Bank contract for the men. And according to Pro Wrestling Insider, WWE weren't initially aware of the problems on the network. The issues were not emanating from the Dickies Arena where WWE presented the show and therefore had no way of knowing about the issue. I mean, like it's not like they have social media or anything and have a bunch of people screaming in the comments. So... 
the technical problems with Arcane came wherever Peacock was picking up the stream from and had nothing to do with Dead themselves. Congrats, Peacock. Way to prove you're still a great service. Peacock uses Dota upon the stream. Notice that notice that upon in its return did not have the Peacock branding on it. Okay, this is the part where I'm gonna go mad. So I showed this to my friends in ATW. And when I told them, they were shocked that WWE and NBC Universal are that stupid. NBC Universal likely used the WWE Network stream right after. So they never fixed it. They just said, okay, let's just use the WWE Network we're using internationally and not here in America to stream it on here. And I'm thinking, okay. Why? Why not just put all the stuff on the WWE Network, all the features, and just slap it on the WWE Network? Just create a separate web page within the streaming service. Isn't that possible? Like, I'm not an expert on software stuff, software engineering, but I think they could do that if they actually cared. So... NBC Universal has the keys to use the WWE Network, not the WWE, and they have wasted all of our time with Peacock. I like, I, I like at least the WWE Network could say we were only a couple, like when on their first outing they were working pretty damn well, and when they first started, Peacock's been around for several years, and look where that's ended up. We were given the WWE Network International cut, not the Peacock cut, because they know we will not do a hashtag release the Peacock cut because it will be glitched out beyond belief. Oh, damn it! Meanwhile, WWE Impact Wrestling Slammiversary happened, and that had a closely guarded secret in the form of Jail Whitepool. And Impact's anniversary reveals that it was a closely guarded secret for that. So, according to Fightful Select, White's impending debut was a closely guarded secret in the promotion, so much so the information was kept on a strictly need-to-know basis within the company. Indicate, reports indicate that an internal run sheet gave no indication of such a huge moment closing events, and only listing a full apart brawl as, as the end of the show. Yep. Jay Whitehall goes ahead and they kept it quiet. Okay, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that should be brought up. WWE can keep stuff quiet. Impact doesn't have the power resources WWE has and they kept it quiet. It's telling, isn't it? That the smaller promotion, the inferior company got to not only become the epicenter of this shared universe saga they're doing with the forbidden door but are now doing better at keeping surprises surprises than the big giant in new york and connecticut where'd you go and also today's deal with hulu is expiring so 
There's been no update on that. Wrestling Nomics is reporting that partnership we provide next day on demand streaming for access of likes of Raw, SmackDown, 205 Live for promotion is likely ending in 2022, but could cease as soon as the end of 2021. Yeah. So they could. So NBC would. So it looks like it could go to the WWE Network and NBC Universal Peacock because now they don't have to do the one 30 day wait. They could just show it right now after the show and everything. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. So that that, that actually would have worked. That that actually I think would have worked in their favor and not have us to wait 30 days for every week for the shows who's because now if only we can get the uh we can get no compete clauses to be optional Whew. so back on the halo stuff in the video interview on the youtube channel hidden xperia the co-creator of Halo reveals that Halo 4 might have been closer to 343's Industries vision, saying, We didn't mull it over a little bit. We ended with Halo 3 with Wake Me When You Need Me, and we knew if we were going to launch into Master Story Beyond Halo 3 that it was going to be a big trilogy. He adds that the team was looking to introduce the forerun mystery that launched 343's new trilogy, though Bungie's approach would have been a bit different from Halo 4's. We probably would have kept the forerun as much more of a mystery and introduced Master Chief to a different set of enemies as well. But ultimately, Bungie's thought process was not all that dissimilar to what 343 ended up doing, but we knew if we were to venture into that, it would have been so much more than we would have been able to take it, tackle contractually with Microsoft. So they opted for the Fall, Fall of Reach prequel and a bombastic prequel that didn't even star Master Chief, though he did cameo at the end if you would do a hidden Easter egg. Bungie then part ways, branching on to create Destiny, while Microsoft formed 343 to focus on all the Halo games. Meanwhile, Marcus branched out on his own, forming V1 Interactive to launch a new game, Disintegration, in 2020, and they are close. And then he announced that it's going to close down late earlier. And would close down earlier this year. So that sucks. And 343 moved from being a trilogy of games to an entire saga, calling it the Reclaimer Saga. So. Yeah. I would have been interested to see how Bungie would have done it. Like, I know it probably does look like it sounds like it would have been the same, but it would have probably been a little bit better done. But we'll, we'll probably ne we'll never know because. Bungie don't play make the halos anymore so more wrestling news everybody Chris Jericho reveals AEW trying to get ACDC's back in black back in black for the inner circles right they were gonna have the return from we'll have that speaking of the two map two-man power trip wrestling podcast saying we actually tried to get back in black for a return promo after we attacked the pinnacle in our dressing room they wouldn't even give us the time of day so they wanted van helen right after eddie died we wanted to use running with the devil they came back with five hundred thousand, and well that's just why saying no fn way acdc didn't even come back with that and i see them on applebee's commercial using back in black so i guess they're fans of the back baby ribs or something like that I thought the whole concept of Back in Black fit, it's saying that everybody knows, it rolls off the tongue, it fits the mindset of what we're doing, we're coming back for more focused, serious, and darker, that's kind of how it's been throughout this whole return. 
I'm like more real, but darker. I wouldn't know about that. I don't think that. Meanwhile, District 9 director Neil Blomkap is working on a AAA multiplayer shooter, so we're doomed. Aren't we? Uh, this is the Hollywood director. Let's see how he does, honestly. Let's see how he's done. He's helping helping create a studio create an unrevealed debut multiplayer shooter, so they got that. It's part of the Gorillas games studio as the chief visionary officer so basically the chief visionary officer is a title that basically means I have a vision okay my work's done pay me 20 million please okay I can't I can't I'm pretty sure there's more to it but uh, I just wanted to make that joke uh, but yeah would it be interesting maybe would it work no idea but he also is working on District 10, which will be based on a topic in American history. Okay, we're not talking about that because basically America has a very, 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 very fucked up history. And that's not even counting the last three years. Or if you count the last president we had. Oh, God. Meanwhile, Jeff Bezos has Bernie to burn, who, because he doesn't pay taxes, but he has been donating, so that clearly fixes everything. And Jeff Bezos lost himself in space with Blue Origin, his space company. No way, Blue's or. We're really at this growing evil. The 1% is now saying we fucked up the planet. Let's go into space. They went to the ozone layer, but still. Oh, man. NASA probably doesn't care. Meanwhile, the now Santos is returning with a tuner's update to introduce several brand new ways to collect and play music, including finding real live EPs in the game world, including a custom radio dial for your favorite stations, along in the GTA Online update. Creating new social space. I believe the thing is now live. Let me just double check. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty. It sounds a little awesome, but. I think I think it went live today. Uh, let me just double check. Uh, let's see. No, it's already out now. So uh, go ready and play that, everybody. Meanwhile, Fear Street director wants his new project to turn into wants wants about spoiling about her plans to expand her recent Netflix trilogy, Fear Street, into an MCU style horror universe. Okay. They end they ended the trilogy, okay, but <laughs> why does everything need to be a shared universe? And remember the last time they tr someone tried a horror universe, they failed miserably after only one movie and they could no longer call it the dark universe. So yeah. Let's just, just stop here for a little bit, then plan out, plan things out, hopefully. So, and not end in, in, uh, end a disaster. Also, 
Also, do you remember that Wolverine meme from the X-Men animated series where he's just looking at a picture? Well, that's ex well, that's going to be a figure now. That's a figure, everybody. Well, they finally did it. They finally said we got to capitalize on that. In fact, I'm amazed Fox didn't even think about that. Uh, oh, God. Uh, nothing to say about that. It kind of speaks for itself. Um... Meanwhile, Castlevania TV producer wants to make a PUBG animated show. I have no idea why. There's no lore, if I recall. Like, Fortnite is based off of millions of licenses, and we already had a movie. It was called Ready Player One. I don't think we need another one. I don't know how you would tell a story with PUBG. I'm not sure. I have no idea how. Why? 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 Oh, God! Why? Meanwhile, James Wan talks about why he decided to return for Aquaman 2 because he doesn't like repeating his stuff. Uh, he, now, Wan says that while he is a... Is, while Wan has made sequels before the conjuring 2 insidious chapter 2 and now filming aquaman the lost kingdom he says he only does them when there's a new hook to the story and interests him and more some new aspect of the characters he loves that he feels worth exploring otherwise he's not interested in repeating himself so yeah yeah he said so people ask what made him return saying i would say this thing that really got me excited to come back is finding the story that i think is worthy and not better than the first movie and also for me really when i come back for a sequel whether it was insidious 2 or conjuring 2 and now aquaman 2 is how i help shape and create these characters that i eventually fell in love with and i feel like i'm not done with them yet so i feel like i owe them one more story for me he's currently filming in london continue the next journey and no idea what's gonna happen with Mira if they're gonna recast her after what came out regarding her and Johnny Depp and all that drama. Meanwhile Ubisoft, the company that keeps on royally destroying lives in ways I cannot imagine because that is seriously fucked up dark, says they will put its games on the Steam Deck if it's big enough. So it's a hostage situation, guys. So Netflix is going to focus on mobile games, but won't charge additional fee for it, for said games. <laughs> okay. Like, you're already pushing it with, um, pushing it with original content. I, I, I really think you should just stick to that. Like, I like Stranger Things. Would I really like to see gaming from Netflix? I don't know. I, I don't think so. They're working on mobile games and whatnot, but okay. So, remember Victoria, I can't pronounce her last name, uh, who played Renee Montoya in Gotham on Fox? You know, that awesome show. Yeah, that was awesome, right? <laughs> Would you like to see her play Renee Montoya again, but for Batwoman? Too bad, you're getting it. Oh, God. Okay, so they go ahead and say that this is not the same Montoya we got from Gotham. This is a completely different version of Renee Montoya. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Actually, I kind of wished it was connected because, you know, the multiverse changed and things merged and 
certain Earth's merge, like you could put the Gotham show in there and, and make it like and make it officially Gotham's a prequel to to the to the CW, make it a prequel verse and, and like like go ahead and connect it with the Arrowverse stuff or the CW DCU, uh, and, and you know have the sequel be Batman and whatnot and focusing on Batman's adventures there, or you could just just do Gotham and just go with the Batman disappeared thing. So apparently she's a, this Montoya is going to be a former D, GCPD officer who left the force where she can no longer stomach the corruption inside the department. So yeah, she left because of corruption. She instead now runs the Freaks Division. This deadline describes Montoya as righteous, pragmatic, LGBTQ, and a woman with a personal and mysterious mission to clean up Gotham. The report makes it clear that casting is not assigned to Gotham Universe on Fox will cross over the CW. Yeah. So, yeah, this goes after KK8, play, who played by Ruby Rose, not that Ruby Rose from the show Ruby. Who is no longer part of the show decided to leave Gotham in search for Bruce Wayne, Moshed Wayne. So they could still open the door for her if she ever wanted to come back. But the finale also goes some spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. So get ready for that, everybody. Meanwhile, Fallout 76 is going to get a big new update and will finally allow pro pu public, private, and custom worlds to the game, giving players to create their own personal Fallout 76. I want to be excited, but at the same time, I'm that guy that's like, you charged Fallout first. How do you think they're going to feel about this? They're already pissed at you because you held it hostage. They're already pissed that the, the Fallout first thing didn't even work on the launch. And now... Now you're saying it's free after they paid you? Way to go. Well, at least I hope Microsoft cleans house a little bit. Jake Roberts reveals he signed a two-year contract extension with AEW, sticking with the company. He saying that he initially had a 10-week deal before signing on for longer in a sit-down interview with DGP. He revealed he signed a two-year deal with them, saying it inspired me to stay with AEW on his initial promo with Cody Rhodes and crowd reaction, saying, Thanks to Tony Khan, when I originally signed, it was for a 10-week deal. I, uh, eight weeks, the guy comes along with some papers and is like, you need to sign these? What for? It's your contract. Dude, I only have two weeks left. No, you have another year. A few weeks ago, I buzzed Tony and say, I have four weeks left. What do you want me to do? Next thing you know, he starts saying up my stuff and says, you need to sign a piece of paper. I sign it again. And after I signed it, I found it wasn't for a year, but it was for two years. He's such a wonderful man. He gave me my love for wrestling back. It's great to be part of it. So... Jake Roberts is happy. Yay! Happy. So, <laughs> get ready for that, everybody. Meanwhile, WWE has announced that they are declaring war against fans and are shutting down all operations. I mean, like, that's my personal opinion what they did. But WWE, trademark, complaining is not conversation. 
But complaining is not conversation. What? No. No, no, no. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done, everybody. No, goodbye. No, no, no. Did Paul Heyman say this? Did Paul Heyman pitch this? This sounds like something Paul Heyman would pitch because he always goes ahead and talks about how how ever since his Jim Cornette promo cut on him, went ahead and talking about how he complained everything, and even though he, he used to be one of us, the guys who complained and whatnot, but like did Paul Heyman pitch this? And that could theoretically be potential with this if they did it correctly. They're not, probably. But they could, if they made it worse, saying complaining is not conversation, they could piss off all everyone for good or bad reasonings. But they could give it to someone and they could basically become the non-politically charged Hamama Hassan if they did it right. Or, you know, just piss off every SGW in the world. But, you know, they're too far family friendly. I get the feeling Vince was told this and was like, damn it, these, these internet fans and these fans booing my shows. Ah, oh, damn it, just damn it, damn it, damn it. Complaining is not conversation. I'll trademark that. Because you can just trademark that kind of sentence. Oh, God damn it. I keep thinking it's going to be a Sami Zayn thing because this kind of sounds like something Sami Zayn would do on TV, but... It's just stunning that he wants to start a fight. Absolutely stunning that Dede really wants to dig this hole deeper, possibly. Okay, okay, let's let's end it here. So, this this was episode sixteen of Neo Reality Collective. Feel free to check out my other content on Transistor.fm. Thanks for the music by Lakey Inspired. I, uh, I'll see y'all next time for Saturday edition. Take care, everyone. Have a good day and be safe. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment. NRE The Wrestleverse and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.